0: Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How's everybody doing today? This is Monday, March 6th. This is Bended Knee. Guys, this is Duncan McGregor from Kilted Christian. I will be uh, helping Scott run these shows during the week. Um, I will be running a rerun this evening of the Mike Lindell um, for uh, Bards FM this evening. But then Scott will be back. He is resting his voice right now. He will be doing uh, Fishers of Men this evening. So today, I have a little topic that I just find to be pretty interesting. and I'm going to talk about this and that would be speech, speech in the Bible. And, uh, one of the greatest gifts that we have uh, as Christians is the power of speech, but it's also one of the most dangerous things that we have is the power of speech. And that is depending on how you use it. So the very, be- the beginning of this, before I go into prayer, I'm going to talk about, um, specifically parable, cause I found it interesting, you know, sometimes when you're reading scripture, um, the way that the parables are written can be difficult to understand. And, you know, I always wondered why, you know, you wouldn't speak simply. So I got some started doing some digging on, on parables themselves and why Jesus spoke in parables. So we'll do this before we get into prayer. And then the rest of it will be about speech and how speech is mentioned throughout Scripture. So this is why um, Jesus spoke in parables. Because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. But blessed are the eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. So Matthew, 3, or Matthew 13, 13, all week, the high calling, we are talking about storytelling in the workplace as an act of evangelism and expression of truth. We have always valued stories as a way that people um, have understood to integrate faith and work. This is why so many authors share specific and often personal examples. So a parable would be speaking and metaphor as compared to historical reference. and uh, the stories, um short histories of the people living out their faith and daily life. So Jesus told parables, a kind of story that like I said, is metaphorical rather than historical. They can be a bit confusing, too. His disciples actually called him out on this point when he told the parable of the sower. In Matthew's account, they came at Jesus with something almost like a spirit of judgment as as to say, why do you tell these confusing parables jesus responds graciously reminding them that to be grateful for the gift of understanding that they have been given that they had all been given but he holds his ground a good story doesn't mean that everyone will understand so um what he is trying to say is what he is saying what christ is saying is so it's so dynamite that it can't be said straightforwardly out in the street it is not that jesus speaks in parables because he doesn't want people to understand he speaks in parables because they refuse to understand through parables jesus can communicate with the people who are ready to listen and no one else will understand enough to cause immediate trouble so when jesus was walking around and he was spreading his word obviously at that time there were a lot of people that wanted to kill people you know calling them false prophets and so on so he spoke in parable and those who understood those that had an inkling of understanding would walk in and listen to Jesus and understand what he was saying. And the rest of them would just walk off without interest. So thankfully, Jesus admits that this is not the best situation. Blessed are your ears, he tells the disciple. Be grateful because you can understand the parables. Be grateful because your hearts aren't too hard to hear unexpected truths. And one of the great things about parables is not only the, it's, it's the ability to remember and to retell a story. If you guys remember in a way, when we were younger, the fairy tales that our parents used to read us, the little stories they would tell us as we were going to bed were parables themselves. And they were often easier to remember than just telling, you know, an experience or a history, but breaking things down into a story, um, kind of gathers intrigue. And it also is easy to remember often to the point where these kids, when you were telling them the parables, the bed would remember these stories even to the point when they grew up they would tell these parables and these stories to their children because once again it's one thing to tell a truth it's one thing to explain what you have done or whatever when you break it down into a parable metaphor and a story it's often easier to remember and to digest um when we get done with the prayer i'm going to go um into a bunch of different verses that go over um speech itself because like i said One of the greatest gifts that we have, one of the most powerful tools that we have in our spiritual artillery is our ability to speak, our tongue. But once again, it can also be very, very dangerous. And, and, you know, if you're telling mistruths, deception, so forth, so it can go both ways. And scripture covers this very well. Um, I found hundreds of different verses in scripture that relate specifically to this topic. Um, so it was interesting, like I said, that they, they cover, but also when I get in, we get past this and we get to do the prayer afterwards, I'm going to talk about the importance of also speaking simply. Um, we have a way to overcomplicate things sometimes. And when we're trying to spread the word, especially now today, we need to speak as if a child can understand and, you know, just like um, it says in scripture, is that the word itself should be easy enough for a child to understand. And I know reading, you know, if you were to hand the child a Bible, they would be confused often as I am, often as many of us are when we read. I will read verses sometimes over and over again to try to find understanding. But one thing that I always do is when I read a verse, when I'm led to a verse, I generally try to read what lies before it, and what lies behind it in order to bring it into context. But sometimes that still doesn't help. And there's still a lot of, of misunderstanding. You know because you can hand a verse or something to multiple different people and many different people will actually have different perceptions of the same thing which is why it's important for us to have these conversations and that's one thing about church you know if i was to ever you know run a church and i never will but if i was to ever speak in front of a church um, i would want it to be more interactive and you know that way we can have the conversation that's one thing that i also find to be one of the most dangerous things about churches themselves is if you have someone who is preaching scripture and they're preaching it to you the wrong way, everyone in their congregation is going to learn your perception and not necessarily the right perception. And that's one of the brilliant things about doing shows like this, um, is it is very interactive and we get to have these conversations and we can all express our viewpoints and our perception of how we interpreted certain scripture. And this is how we come to a good collective and understanding as to how things work. Because uh, like I said, you hand 10 different people a verse and they may have five to eight different interpretations of that but nonetheless it's over time we start to understand it and sometimes these verses sometimes the parables don't make sense until you get into another book in the bible um, another place that kind of references again and then it brings what you read in another verse or another parable all together to where you can finally understand it but once again this is like i said the importance of us having this unity and and the conversation speaking about the gospel because god didn't ask too much of us he wanted us to you know give our hearts to the lord almighty christ he wanted us to repent for our sins but he asked us to spread the gospel and like i said it, it's important to spread it in a way that people understand it speak to people like you would speak to a child you don't have to use the big words you know a lot of us tend to do because we want to to look like we're um but like we know what we're talking about. But God also repeats over and over in Scripture the importance of humility. And we don't need to look big and bad. We don't need to look like we're overeducated because some of the people that I learn the most from Scripture, they're not preachers. They're just people like you and I that sit down, they read their Scripture over and over again and come to an understanding. But those are also the ones that I would say walk with the Lord. And you're not always going to get that necessarily when you're in church, because we're, we're seeing churches right now that are being overrun with the exact evil that we're trying to remove from our churches. And, you know, like I said, this is an important to have that discernment and to listen to where you are, wherever you are in church. And like I said, when you start seeing people that are talking against scripture, that are trying to manipulate words to fit what they're trying to say, sometimes you're better off moving away from that because The educated, the ones that go to school for theology, the ones that go to school for divinity, they don't necessarily walk with the Lord. They know how to talk. They learned. But it's no different than our doctors today who can read from a book but not give you um, their impression or not do their own research and so forth. So that's where it gets dangerous, um, especially within the church, because you go there for that enlightenment. But it is 3.11, guys, 11 minutes out the hour. So let's do a little prayer, a little bit of spiritual warfare and uh, we will get back to the topic. So please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another beautiful day. Thank you for the opportunity to get to do these shows again and, and be with this family, dear Lord. We have become a congregation a community. We, we work with each other. We talk to each other. We pray for each other, dear Lord. And I, I am blessed to have this in my life. And I know everyone else feels the same way. We have a place to come together to get away from the chaos, to calm each other down, to remove the stress from our lives, dear Lord, and to focus on your grace and your love and your works. So thank you, Heavenly Father. I ask during this time that you get within all of our hearts and you keep us humble. You remove the ego completely. You let us do things for the benefit of others, not for ourselves. Let us let go of the selfishness that even the best of us walk into it sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to let go of the ego. But Heavenly Father, let us live our lives in complete humility. Let us want to do things for others because we are helping your children and therefore we're benefiting ourselves in in the meantime. Let us learn to speak simply, dear Lord. Let us learn to understand what Scripture says. Let us understand the parables and be able to reach out to others and speak simply so that they can understand and have the same excitement we see when we understand all of the beauty that is in Scripture, all of the truth that is in Scripture. Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with this time in order to wake us up before many others. And I thank you for that. You knew what you were doing when you picked all of us to be alive at this time to fight this war for you. So Heavenly Father, let us take this gift that you have given us, not look at it as a burden, but as a gift so that we can help wake others up so as you lift that veil, we can turn people, we can explain and let them see the truth that lies behind that veil that you were lifting up and showing us the truth more and more every day, dear Lord. I thank you, especially during this time, because things get chaotic, things get confusing, but we all had the love of each other to get us through these times. and I'm grateful beyond anything for that. But I ask heavenly father also that during these times that you give us all patience, the same patience that you have given us, dear Lord. If you hadn't had patience with us, we would not be here today. We would not be the people that you see. We would not be spreading this gospel and spreading the love that you give us. So thank you, dear Lord, for that gift. Let us be responsible for what we do. Whenever we get on podcasts, whenever we do threads, or we talk to the person just in a convenience store, that you let us speak your will, not ours, dear Lord. Let us never mistakenly lead someone down the wrong path, but lead them down that narrow path that you have brought us on. And Heavenly Father, we know we will stumble. Every day we stumble. Every day we make mistakes. But because you sacrificed yourself on that cross, we have the ability to get past that, to repent for our mistakes, to work past it, to become better people. And I thank you for that, dear Lord. But I ask that you give us the same patience with others. Because just like Paul, who you took, who was a killer of Christians, an incarcerator of Christians, and you turned him to be one of your greatest apostles ever, spreading your word, building churches around this world. Heavenly Father, let us have the patience and remember the story of Paul so that we can understand that some of the worst people, some of the most evil hearts in this world, the cold hearts, can turn around once they find love of you, once they accept you into their heart, dear Lord. With you, anything is possible. And I am thankful for that every single day. So I ask your Lord that you grow our faith every day. You let us grow our relationship with you every day and let our actions, not our words, inspire others to do the same so that they can find that same place that we have in your kingdom. Eventually dear Lord, thank you. We love you with all of our hearts in Jesus Christ's name and our heavenly father's name. We pray. Amen. So through scripture, um, get back into the topic of, uh, of speech. And one thing that I that I would say, you know, is, is speak simply. And I've talked, this, I've talked about this on my show multiple times. You know, it is difficult sometimes to repeat parable, to repeat verses, because some people just don't understand what it means. Like I said, if you were to hand it over to some people, many people would have different interpretations of it. So being able to understand something, to be able to tell it in your own story, to be able to tell it with the same excitement that Brad Cummings does when he talks about scripture, giving us this excitement, turning it into a story, allowing us to understand exactly what it means and we don't have to speak big guys many of us are are well educated many of us can have a a great repertoire of, of vocabulary that we can speak to many people with the many many big words but we don't need to no we need to keep this as simple as we possibly can as i said earlier simple enough to where a child can understand and it's been pointed out in scripture that we should do this. And like I said, parable is a beautiful thing and we understand why Christ spoke in parable. And we can speak in parable too. But as I said, um, at this point, we need to to wake people up and speaking simply and getting the story across, getting the words of Christ across in an easy way helps people um, find that because you don't want to talk over their head. So I'm going to read you multiple things that I have found in scripture that talk about um, speech in itself. The tongue has a, has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit this is proverbs 1821 so what does that mean that basically means the, the, the tongue we have the power of truth we have the power of deception we have the power to make someone's day great we have the power of making someone day someone's day miserable and depending on how we see that we have to bear its fruit so we have to um, live in the way that we understood it, whether we see it as a deception or we see it as a lie. So a good man brings good things out of good stored up in the heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Luke six forty five, And this is so true. We do tend to speak what is in our hearts. A hateful person's not going to speak through love. A loving person is not going to speak through hate. And we have to remember that. Just like uh, Biden, you know, we know what he speaks of. We know what his heart's full of. Um, but we need to speak through love. We need to be careful with our words. And like I said in the prayer earlier, is that speaking God's will, not our, our our own, not confusing and accidentally misleading somebody, but leading down that that narrow path. So do not let do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. This is Ephesians four twenty nine. So, in that parable, do not let the don't don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. We are all God's children, and when you talk to somebody, because it's you don't always have beautiful things to say to a person. I, I explained this on my show the other night. When I used to uh, when I used to run the show at the Dallas Stars, video engineer director, um, I had a big crew that was underneath me. And I was always very careful with the way that I spoke to them because I didn't want to detour them. I didn't want to make them feel bad about it. So the way that I approached it is I'd always start with, listen, you were doing this phenomenally. What you were doing right here for this job is absolutely brilliant. That being said, um, I feel that you can work on this a little bit. I don't want to come down on you. Just work on this, pay attention to this a little bit more. But then I want to, and then I end it with something good too. But I also feel you were doing this well, this well, and this well. We need to be careful about the way that we talk to people because we don't want people to feel bad after they walk away from us. We want them to feel like they've done something good. And there's always different ways that we can approach somebody. Like I said, start off with a positive, bring in what they need to work on end with a positive and it's the same thing about everything um, that we do talk is that we have the ability of making someone's day or breaking someone's day if you were to walk up if you saw somebody that just didn't look great they just weren't having a great day and you walked up and said listen you look wonderful today man I am so thankful that you were in my life that could turn their day around and then everyone that they come in contact with will turn their day around too but on the same note if you down somebody if you tell them they don't look good today or you say something negative to them, you could absolutely ruin their day. And then once again, um, it moves out to the rest of the people they come in contact with, and you could ruin their days. Nikki says words cast spells, either good or bad. And that is absolutely brilliantly said. We have, um, our tongues are very powerful. Our words are very powerful, and we have to be very careful about how we use them. So next one is a those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak rashly will come to ruin. And this is Proverbs 13, 3. And that's very well said too, is um, we need to guard our lips. We need to make sure that we think about what we say, that the words just don't leave our lips because like I said, it could end up ruining someone's day or help someone's day. So we have to be very careful about the way we approach things because God brings love, not hate. And like I said, Sometimes people, you're going to have to say things that people don't want to hear, but there's always a nice way to project that so that they're not walking away feeling bad. It's the last thing that we want is negative energy, and we don't want to push that into somebody on accident. So the next is do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. This is 1 Peter 3 9. Um, once again, um, You don't want to, when evil comes to you, when someone tries to turn your day around, don't fall into it. Do not fall into it. You're giving them a lot of power by letting them bring your day down. So don't repay their insult with an insult. Don't repay their evil with evil. Repay that with love. Show them that you are bigger and better than that. And you may have uh, inadvertently changed their life around for the rest of the day. They may have come into it with a negative attitude. We never know what somebody experiences before we come in contact with them. We don't know how bad their day has been. So why go at somebody? Why give them negative back? Why not give them love back? Because like I said, you may end up being the person that changes their look on the day. And this is important. This is one of the many things that we have as the children of God, is being able to literally put love and light into people's lives through the power of God that exists within us, that he hands us. So the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And that goes right into what I was saying a second ago. We have the ability of being the tree of life or crushing the spirit. So let's bring life. Let's bring light. Let's bring love into people's lives instead of of evil. Like I said, we're trying to create less evil in this world. And one person where you just destroy their day with something negative can end up destroying 30 or 40 other people's days. So even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. And that's so true. There's an old saying that a man who knows doesn't say and a man who says doesn't know. And the, re, the, the meaning behind that is that men who say, um, that try to prove that they know something, once they're, they're literally trying to prove that they know something. But a man who knows doesn't need to say because their actions show that they know. And once again, it comes down to humility. It comes down to teaching people, and it doesn't—it doesn't come down to you trying to convince someone that you're better at something or that you know more than something than someone else. Like I said, it's about humility. Any wisdom that we have should go on to somebody else. We shouldn't keep that. We shouldn't hold that arrogantly to ourselves because, once again, spreading that wisdom to the world is going to be what changes this world. Um, hanging on into the negative. It's just going to keep this world where it is and getting worse because evil never, ever takes a break. So dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. You know, it's one of those things, you know, how many times where we're approached with something negative or an argument or something that we get pulled right into it. Um, We say the wrong thing. We say something that we don't mean, and all it does is escalates a really bad situation. So... Um, being quick to listen, listen to what they're saying, slow to speak, make sure that you understand and you process what they are saying and then slow to become angry. That way, once you have processed it, I always take 48 hours. If, if something comes to me and I hear someone's talking about me or something like that, um, I wait 48 hours, just like I do with the news because things have a way of coming, um, coming around and the truth coming out during that time. So always be slow to speak and therefore slow to become angry. Sin is, and that is uh, James one nineteen. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold of their tongues. And once again, we don't want to escalate situations. We don't want to get into arguments. If someone's trying to pull you into an argument, if someone is trying to um, get you, to, you know, trying to provoke you or some way, walk away. You don't have to be involved in that. You know, we have the ability to uh, hold our tongues. We don't have to say anything. We can simply walk away and de-escalate it instantaneously. So speak, and that is a Proverbs ten nineteen. So speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. And this is one thing too. You know, we're not here just to worry and protect ourselves. We're here to speak up for those who are unfortunate and cannot speak up. The, the greatest example right now is for the children, the children who don't understand, the children who, who are learning there and being indoctrinated. It is our duty to stand up for those who are destitute. It is our duty to stand up for those that truly cannot help themselves. You know, just like all the videos that you see everywhere. Put your phone down. If you see something taking place where someone's getting beat up, someone's getting hurt, someone's getting ganged up on, put the phone down. Intervene in that. Do what you can as a good Christian to stop it. You may get hurt, but someone else is going to be less hurt. This is what it comes down to. And I'm seeing more and more of that, which is why I think this was one of the most important ones. Proverbs 31, eight, like I said, speak up for those who cannot speak, protect those, protect those that cannot protect themselves. So a person finds joy in giving app reply and how good is a timely word? You know, there's nothing better, nothing that can change someone's day. You know, we think, um, you know, our fists are powerful when it comes to changing things. But nothing changes things more than things that are worded correctly. Worded to where people can understand. Not with harsh words, but with sweet words. Because like I said, you know, when you change the day of one person, you have the ability to change the day of every single person they come in contact. And we cannot forget that. Which is how good is a timely word. It's brilliant. A timely word is is being said when somebody needs to hear it. And God gives us that ability to know when to approach someone to see someone's in, in, you know, having a bad day. Someone may be in depression and given us the ability and the words to go change that. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. One John three 18. Once again, as powerful as words can be, um, they become pointless if you don't back them up with action. I've said many, many times, you know, talk is cheap. We've heard that before. And there's nothing stronger than I- Exampling something with your actions Because I can tell people that I love God And I love Jesus all day long But nothing is more powerful Than showing them how much I love God By doing God's deeds By letting them see the smile on my face By letting them see that I can't get affected By the evil that is out there Because our Lord Almighty is watching over us all the time Sending us on these missions of love So that is a 1 John 3.18 Now, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. And once again, um, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. And we all have faults. And we have to be careful about the way we speak. Because like I said, the last thing we want to do is to mislead somebody. Um, And before I do a show, any show, I pray the Lord Almighty, Heavenly Father, let me be careful about my words. Let me speak in your will, not in my own. Because I don't want to accidentally give somebody my interpretation, which is wrong. I want to give them what God was saying. And I am try to be very, very, very careful, which is why I try to do as much research on particular topics as I can, especially within Scripture, talk to many people. So I have a better understanding about it so that I'm not um, saying my own words, but I'm saying our, our Lord Almighty's words. Because um, like I said, as beautiful... As um, our language is, it can also be very, very dangerous if we don't take it seriously and and we utilize it in the wrong way. It's no different than than knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is one of those things that can be used to help the world, but knowledge can also be used to harm the world. Um, Wisdom is what takes the knowledge that you have to let you understand how to use it properly in a way that will help people and not harm people. So if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you if they listen to you you have won them over and once again you know this is kind of the anti-gossip thing we don't need to be gossipers it actually mentions that in scripture as well the point you know the dangers of gossiping. if there's a problem that you have with someone or there's a fault or a sin or something that you need to be pointed that that's our duty you know what i'm saying they say uh love the sinner um hate the sin um This is one of the things that we have to remember so we need to point out those things we need to let them be aware of, of what they are doing wrong but it needs to be private this is nobody else's business and once again we're not trying to make these people look bad we're trying to help them and when people run around gossiping and telling other people about the problems they have with someone it becomes gossip and then it becomes dangerous to what you're trying to achieve which is helping that person out because then they lose trust They lose confidence and so forth. Once again, that's the dangers of the tongue as compared to um, the helpfulness of it. So out of of the same mouth come praise cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. That is James 3.10. What you have said in the dark will be heard in the daylight and what you have whispered in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed from the roofs. That is Luke 12.3 if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be romans 10 9. plans fail for the lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed and this is kind of you know where i was talking about earlier about the importance of us all coming together the importance of us um having conversations about scripture so that we can better understand it once again it's coming together as a as a council and the better the more conversation we have the better understanding we have scripture, the more likely we are to succeed um, in everything that we do in our daily lives. And that's Proverbs 15, 22. So I'm going to do, uh, we're running. We're actually out of time. So I'm going to read a couple more to you. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit itself intercedes for us through the wordless groans. And that is one, that's Romans 8, 26. And this is one of the things too, is that Like I said, in the same way that the spirits help us in our weakness, um, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spirit itself intercedes for us through the wordless groans. And that is one thing is that, you know, we were talking the other night about the importance of listening to God, you know, through prayer. Um, if you don't understand something, ask for that discernment within prayer so that you do better understand it. Um, the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans and God always gives us the answers if we stop and we open up our ears and we listen. Like I said, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to anger. And once again, Romans 8, 26. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they they think that they will be heard because of their words. Matthew 6, 7. God hears our words, but he doesn't hear the words that we speak. God hears the words that are in our heart. And, you know, that's one thing is some people, they pray from their brain. They don't pray from their heart. God doesn't hear the brain. God hears your heart. And God knows if you're lying. You know, I said before, you know, when someone asked me, like, you know, is everybody redeemable? What about a murderer? What about someone who has committed murders their entire lives? Are they able to repent and get into heaven? And the answer is yes. And here's the reason for that is because once again, God does not listen to your words, He listens to your heart. Is it possible? for you to lie to yourself it's impossible it's impossible for you to lie to yourself therefore it is absolutely impossible for you to lie to god because if you can't lie to yourself you certainly can't lie to our almighty god so on that deathbed even if you were a murderer and you you, you killed thousands of people in your lifetime if you lay on that deathbed and you reach out to the lord almighty heavenly father I am so sorry for what I've done. I regret everything that I've done. I've been a horrible person in my life. I have taken many, many lives. God's not listening to the words; He's listening to the heart. He truly knows if that, that repentance is sincere or not. Therefore, we all have the chance to get into heaven. Whether you're a Biden, whether you're a Soros, whether you're a Pelosi, if you get on your knees and you sincerely reach out to God and you sincerely regret what you have done in your life with all of your heart and you truly want forgiveness for that, God is going to listen and be thankful for that. Because like I said, we may not have murdered. We may have have been self-destructive and not outwardly destructive to people, but we're still sinners just like those people that did the most horrible of sins. But once again, Christ died on that cross so that we had a chance to get into heaven. If it wasn't for Christ, we would all be doomed from the moment we were born because we are born sinners. Christ was the only one that walked this earth that had zero sin, so we should be able to forgive those that have sinned against us, just like those people are in Christ have forgiven us for sinning against other people. And this is why they say, "Love thy enemy, pray for thy enemy." Don't go. Um, And use your speech to give an insult with an insult. Don't give anger with anger. Don't give hate with hate. Understand what you're saying. Speak like Jesus would speak with absolute love. And Jesus would call people out for sins. He would call them out for their wrongdoings, which is fine. And so should we. But we don't do it through hate. We don't do it through judgment. We do it through love because we want to see even the coldest hearts, even the most evil people on this earth enter heaven. We want to see them have that chance. So like I said, guys, in your daily prayers, pray for those people that are evil to us. Pray for those people that do the worst harm against us because they're the ones that need prayer the most. Christ didn't hang out in the churches. He didn't hang out with the, with the uh, people that spoke scripture, that preached scripture. He hung out with those people that needed to hear them. The prostitutes, the thieves, he hung out with the people that needed his word. And so should we guys. We should not always hang out in the echo chamber. We need to get out. We need to reach our arms out a little bit further and find those people that don't know the word of God, that may have been indoctrinated to not want to be part of it. And then maybe, just maybe, God set us on a mission to reach that person's heart and that person's life will be changed forever. But guys, I want to thank you so much um, for being here today for this Bended Knee on Monday, March 6th. Uh, Let you guys know... um, Scott will be back for Fishers of Men this evening. Um, I will be running Bards FM tonight. It'll be the Mike Lindell uh, repeat that, that he played last week. He's trying to rest his voice a little bit. But um, once again, guys, I love being here with you. I will be here um, off and on throughout the entire week. I think I'll be doing to Me every day this week, and I'm always excited to do it, always excited to just have an opportunity to kind of do some digging in the Scripture at nighttime, um, formulate a good little topic, because like I said, These aren't just opportunities for me to be able to be here and to speak, but it's also opportunities for me to learn. And I take every opportunity God hands me to learn something that I may not have known before. And I've got a couple of great um, plans that we're going to be, or great topics that we're going to be going through this week. Um, Tomorrow I'm going to be going over the scriptural aspects or things that are mentioned in scripture about the importance of living simply. About not having the material things, those weights on your back. So it's going to be another great conversation. But, guys, I want to thank you so much for joining us today for Bended Knee. I will be back for, uh, actually, I will be on Nikki's show this evening, Um So, we'll be doing that at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, I will be back for Fisher's, or excuse me, for Bard's FM, and then after that for Kilted Christian um, with the Conley. So, I hope you guys all join us. That being said, for those of you that are leaving, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. For those of you who are hanging out for 30 minutes of music, thanks for hanging out.
2: We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We are nothing, we are the light
3: On the marble marching Love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's But it wasn't much I could have feel, so I tried to touch I told the truth I didn't come to fool you And even though it all went wrong i stand before the Lord a song With nothing on my tongue
4: So much a child. take me to another place in my life, everything is beautiful, and no we want to be, no sun soul. way on way to a place where all could be true if the sky, were blue, the sky was so blue and the love was true as
3: It's fun to lose and to pretend She's overboard, self-assured And all I know are dirty words Hello, 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 how hello, 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 how Hello, 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 hello I'm worse at what I do best, and for this gift I feel blessed. A little group has always been and always will until the end. Hello, 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 hello.
4: Just
3: Indiana, entertain us, yeah. And I forget just why I taste, oh yeah, I guess it makes me smile. I find it hard, it's hard to find a world. Never mind. Hello, Hello. 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 Friends, it's fun to lose and to pretend. hello, hello, hello,
4: hello, 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 hello. Child is slowly taken. And the violence caused such silence. Who are we mistaken? But you see, it's not me, it's not mine.
5: we walked in a garden ate from a tree fell from a world failed to believe told of a lie we couldn't see sent on a quest to return and be free it's been a while it could be brief i've been a sinner and a liar and a thief i've never met another one to like thee see I'm grateful that he When I was a kid,
6: someone told me I was living in a world that I would never be able to see. Never thought much of it. found it in the back of my subconscious. Proceeded to be living in a dream. Started down a journey where my life was anything but ordinary and the scariness of living on the edge. Came to become more than my reality and in eventuality, my days were getting close to the ledge. Now, you might be offended by the terminology that I be using, but I use it with intention to be real. I would never tell another person what to think and how to live the life according to the way I want to feel. You've got free will. Use it if you want to got red pills. I sure took a lot of from the rabbit holes deep. It doesn't have a bottom. If you want to take a leap, then you better hit the throttle, not the bottle of the weed, or the cane, or the speed, or the psychedelic elements that everybody needs. If you're looking for the truth, it ain't coming in the pipe. Hoping that'll calm you down, thinking that'll make you right. They will call me hypocritical, but that's what I expect. I had to live the life. I had to live to be corrected, and live to tell a tale that I almost never told. The enemy is hoping that your soul will be
5: sold. We walked in a garden, ate from a tree, fell from a world, failed to believe told of a lie we couldn't see sent on a quest to return and be free it's been a while it could be brief i've been a sinner and a liar and a thief i've never met another one to like thee see I'm grateful that he He told came me that the money me.
6: was a system that they made. It didn't matter what we did, they always got paid. And even though we couldn't see the prison of the chains, that we were all slaves and history remains. Distracted by the movies and the sports and the games. I thought that he was crazy. I still wanted fame. Just tell me what to write and I will put it on a beat. Coulda, shoulda, but I didn't. Then I hit him with the heat. Ran away from my family, a little black sheep that would build up all around it and never get to sleep. Even when I went to high school, they thought I was a geek. Thinking fights getting high, and suspended for a week. I was chilling with the drugs and the thugs on the street. And looking for the love, I was looking for the freaks What's the point of even living when you're feeling like a fake Way before social media was ever gonna break Way before all the clones and the drones And posts and the Malones and the clicks and the likes And comments and the phones and the tricks and the mics We rocked them to the bones Till we bled from the nose and dropped into to the groans Every time I'm looking back into an hourglass Reminiscing about a life I used to live this in the past I'm alive, I thank God for the trials I'm glad that it wasn't all smiles We walked
5: in a garden, ate from a tree fell from a world, failed to believe Told of a lie we couldn't see, sent on a quest to return and be free, it's been a while, it could be brief, I've been a sinner and a liar and a thief, I've never met another one like thee, see, I'm grateful that he came for me.
6: told me it'll be a while in the world it will change and people will go crazy and things will be strange and we will be divided and live in this array. society will worry about what everybody say and there will be the voices we are hearing on the news a lot of us to try to figure out what to choose get easily offended society collapse community upended sobriety relapse and fighting over everything and hating to the max with families on the brink and everything is taxed the budget will be shrinking the rules never lax we feeling like it's all coming down on our backs he said it will be tested god's got a plan so never put your faith in Works of a man, it doesn't make a difference if I didn't understand. My perception is limited, and life is too grand. And a lot of people love to tell you everything is perfect, but I gotta tell the truth because I know that that's a lie. The only thing I've ever come to realize that matters is the one and only truth that we all gonna die. Surrender to the love, and I believe in with my everything. And there will come a day when I'll be looking to the sky. The Lord will return with a legion of light, so I pledge
5: to the one most high. We walked in a garden, ate from a tree, fell from a world, failed to believe. Told of a lie we couldn't see Sent on a quest to return and be free It's been a while, it could be brief I've been a sinner and a liar and a thief I've never met another one like thee, see I'm grateful that he came for me Yeah,
6: that's right Better believe it
5: I'm grateful that he came for me For you, for us And for me, for me I'm
0: grateful that he came for me. All right, Bars Nation, have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for joining me today for this Bended Knee. I will be back the rest of the week. I'll be covering multiple other shows for Scott, but he will be back this evening for Fishers of Men. Um, I hope to see you guys over at Nikki's show. That'll be in a couple of hours. Have an absolutely beautiful day, guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. And uh, keep on moving forward. We know how this ends, and that's God's win. God wins this, guys. Keep the faith no worries. We have this. I love y'all very, very much and God bless.